It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Redskins. I'm your extremely pissed off host, Zach Hicks. And yeah, I'm, I'm really pissed off about this game. Uh, you know, normally I have a big plan for my episodes. I usually plan them out pretty well, have some notes, to, you know, jog down and have a good plan for what my episode's going to be. But I'm literally recording this, I think, 20 minutes after the game, maybe not even that, because I just need to get my emotions out. I don't... I'm just very, very upset with this team. Honestly, there, there's no excuse for coming out flat like that. There is no excuse whatsoever in a big primetime game against your rival to come out and lay an egg like that. And it's just infuriating because it do, it's not just one player. It's not just one thing. It's his entire team's fault. They don't know how to win these games. They don't know how to win any games. They are just terrible. I don't understand what it is. It's like different players, different coaches, different co- like quarterbacks different everything but they can't win games and it's it's horrible I'm not even like sad I don't know how I feel right now I'm just I'm just upset and that literally comes from being a Redskins fan who was born in 1997 I have not seen anything good in my entire life when it comes to this team I really have no clue what to even say anymore being a Redskins fan like being a Redskins fan who was born in my time is like being born into poverty like you're starting off in a really crappy situation and it's going to be hard as hell to climb your way out. And you just have to kind of fight through it and you have to stick with it. But you don't want to. You just want it to all of a sudden be better. And it's terrible. It's, just, it's like, oh, God. I mean, we've been through worse than this. We have. We have been through Rex Grossman. We've been through John Beck or whatever his name was. We've been through Patrick Grant. Well, Patrick Ramsey is fine. But we went through a lot of crap. And it's just, it's just infuriating that, like, every time there's some kind of progress being made, there's a big step back. And you don't understand why it is. This was the year. This was the year we had a good team. We had everything right. But injuries and and coming out flat in big games and blowing fourth quarter leads when you're up by 14 against the best team, the NFC, with the Saints. Losing to a Cowboys team who scored, what, a total of 20 points the last three games, and they come out and put up 38 tonight. Like, it's terrible. You can't do it. Oh, God, I don't uh, I'm just all over the place right now. There's going to be a lot of emotions early on in this podcast because I'm just very upset. I had, to, I had to take a cool-down shower because I was just so upset. I didn't want to be on here just screaming nonstop. I just don't understand what it is with this team. You know, they have the decent quarterback. And by the way, if any of you guys come to me putting full blame on Kirk or even having him as one of the top 10 reasons why this season didn't work out, you don't understand football. You do not understand football whatsoever if you are blaming this season or even blaming this past game on Kirk Cousins. There's so many other problems with this team. There's so many other problems with this organization, with this roster that does not come down to Kirk Cousins. You know what? Let's name a couple of them. What kind of team fires their general manager? That like, ugh, like, why fire Scott McLuhan when they did? I don't understand it. What? I'm, all my frustrations are coming out right now. Firing your general manager coming right into the season is the dumbest move you could ever do. Why fire him then? Why not fire him early on? Why not fire him right after last season if you really want to fire him? That was a mess from the onset, and only our stupid Redskins organization could pull off something like that. That is horrible. And you know what? They did something even worse. They gave us hope for this season right after that. They, they started winning some games, winning some games against some tough teams, and it made it look like it was actually going to be all okay. No, it's not. It's never okay with the Redskins. It's never okay with a D.C. sports team. We're not winning anything. We never win anything. I don't understand why I have any of these expectations. I just don't get it. 
they mishandle everything. They're going to mishandle Kirk Cousins in this offseason. They're going to mishandle a hundred other things. They're going to bring in some crummy free agents. They're going to bring in Teddy Bridgewater and give him a billion-dollar contract, and then his knee's going to blow out in the first game, and we're never going to win anything. It's just how is this organization works, and it's something that's infuriating. It's never going to change. We don't even have a GM right now. And then, again, we have a good coach. Jay Gruden is a good coach, but we might have let two better ones go. We let Kyle Shanahan go. And even though his team's not winning, he's already looking like a better coach than Jay Gruden. Sean McVay is definitely a better coach than Jay Gruden. And look at look how look how diverse that offense is. And he's a head coach. He's not he's a head coach calling plays. He's not an offensive coordinator over there. He's a head coach calling plays. And their offense is so diverse, so unique, so everything. I just don't oh God, it everything I mean, everything's blowing up right now. Just because this season is over. This the hope of the playoffs is over. And this might have been Kirk Cousins last like primetime game with the Redskins he only has four more he potentially only has four more games with the Redskins and if Kirk Cousins leaves this whole thing starts over like everything the Redskins have built the last three seasons with him as our quarterback is going to start over and it's going to be bad and we're going to go right back to the Jason Campbell all that crappy days we're going to lose Gruden if we lose Kirk Cousins we're going to lose a lot and it's going to be way worse than what it's all downhill from here if our front office does what our front office does which is get rid of Kirk Cousins and it's going to be a train wreck. That's I think I'm more upset about that. Because this kind of game is a game that sticks with a lousy front office like the Redskins have. So this is the type of game where they're going to look at it. They're going to somehow blame it on Kirk. They're going to move on from him. And then our and then our team will literally go back into our losing spiral we went the last couple of years. When, you know, these last two or three years, we've been a winning football team. We've been a competitive football team. We've comp- competed with everybody except for tonight. And this is the type of game where the front office is going to overreact, get rid of Cousins, get rid of a lot of things. And it's really just going to blow up the whole organization and it's horrible it's horrible it it's really frustrating and you know what it really is frustrating being a Redskins fan my whole life because you just don't see anything positive you because every time you have a glimmer of hope you know you get RG3 in 2012 you get a guy who comes in most exciting player ever we're we're nine ten nine times out of ten that kind of guy is going to be awesome going to stick you know he could be like Michael Vick for a couple years anything like that he comes in and he sucks and there's a whole mess with it whatever fans can't get over it Kirk Cousins comes in he's even better Fans can't get over RG3 still. We still bash Kirk Cousins, and now we're going to kick Kirk Cousins out the door too. It's just an endless cycle of mediocrity and below average, and even below mediocrity with this with this team. It's never going to be there, and it's just it's horrible to watch. It's it's depressing. I don't understand it, and it just feels like we're in this endless rut that's that we're never going to get out of. And I can look at the positives. I'm going to calm down. I'll look at the positives later in this podcast. But as of right now, it's just a terrible, terrible loop. That starts with this front office, this fan base, everything. And it's it's terrible. And you can't get over it because it, it always comes back. Every time you think you're over it, every you know, Sean Taylor comes in, everything's exciting, the defense is top ten, then tragedy happens, the team falls back to nothing. RG3 comes in, the most exciting player we've ever had. Then he tears ACL and then he complains and cries. Kirk Cousins comes in, throws for a thousand yards, a billion yards a year, gets to the playoffs. Then we're just too, we don't want to pay him for for some reason. We kick him out. Every little bit of hope we have since 1991 just fades and it goes away. And we don't know how to sustain it. We don't know how to keep it because we are a bad organization. And I think the Redskins fans need to realize that currently we are a bad organization. I don't know how to fix it. I don't. I don't have any answers for it. I just know that I'm going to be a loyal fan forever. And we are watching a bad organization that doesn't know how to improve doesn't know when to have the continuity, and it's just going to be terrible for years. And I just, I know what's going to happen. That's where my frustration lies. It's not with this game. You know, the Redskins do this. They're, they're, it, it, it's something that you got to live with. 
it's not just this game. It's what's going to come as a result of this game, and it's going to be blowing up a lot of progress the Redskins made the last couple years, and that's where all my frustration lies. I know I'm a little disorganized right now, but that is where that is the final point right there. That is where my frustration lies. That's why I'm so emotional right now. I'm not sad. I'm not. I'm just upset because I know what's going to happen, and it's terrible. Okay, now that I've got that out of my system, I'm back to the nice, calm, serene host I usually am. Like what's coming up on later on this podcast here is we're gonna t- we're gonna look at some Twitter reactions. I know that's always gonna be fun. See people some overreacting, and we're gonna try to provide some rationale for it. And then to end off this podcast, we're just gonna be a little rational about the Redskins going forward, and also what we can expect for the rest of this season and a little bit going into next season. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, so to just jump aimlessly into some Twitter reactions, I don't know how it's going to be. I'm literally looking at my phone right now. This is how disorganized I am going into this podcast because I wanted to just a real, true reaction for you guys. That's that's what I'm trying to get out to you guys. So I'm literally just looking at my phone right now as we're going here. Jesse Fritch at Calhoun Lambeau. You guys got to follow him if you love draft takes. I mean, he is... Excellent draft Twitter guy on there. Really does a lot of good work. And he has this amazing draft database with all his prospects that he watches and reviews and looks at background info that is top notch. So everyone go follow Jesse. But he says, you owe me a Christmas present for having to sit through this game. Your team stinks, bro. Yeah, man, I know. They really do. But then he said, that's why there's always next year. Winning is hard. Football is cruel. It really is, Jesse. And you know what? That did make me feel a little better. So thank you. Winning is hard in the NFL. It really is. And you have to be a really good team or have really good luck. Honestly, you have to have a lot of luck to win in the NFL. And a lot of it is being healthy. A lot of it is having good play at good times. And the Redskins just didn't have that luck this year. And again, it sucks, but we just didn't have the luck to be a good team or to win a lot of games this year. My good friend Marshall at M7 Aaron says, not a whole lot to look forward to as a Redskins fan. Weird front office structure, Allen in charge. Half the team is on one-year deals. The quarterback situation, either paying him on $34 million tag paying a wash vet or bringing in a rookie, nothing to really hang your hat on. Honestly, Marshall's pretty dead on with that, and that's where all my frustration came on early in this podcast is I don't trust this front office, and I know that they're just going to move on from Kirk, and it's going to be horrible. There's Nobody's going to want to come to this team if we are bringing in just some rookie who's going to be, what, the 16th, 17th pick where the Redskins are going to be because we're going to beat Denver. We're going to beat the Giants. We might beat the Chargers. I don't know. But we're going to win against those teams, so we're still going to be like the – 15th, 16th, 17th pick. What rookie quarterback are you going to get that's going to be a star when you go in there? Ryan Tannehill's a, an average NFL starter, but he was still like the 10th overall pick. It's hard to draft quarterbacks, especially around 16, 17, that are going to be longtime starters in the NFL. So there's nothing, no hope with that. And then a washed veteran like Josh McCown or someone, like really? With this receiving core, are you really going to win with that? Probably not. So I get where, I really get where Marshall's frustration is coming with that too as well. Burgundy Burner at Burgundy Burner says Jay Gruden, aka Coach Mediocre, consistently loses to the pokey to the pokes 
and has never demonstrated the ability to make an in-game adjustment. His time with the Redskins should come to a close after this season. Another person who should be booed out is Bruce Allen. I completely agree with Bruce Allen because I hate Bruce Allen. And you know what? Honestly, I'm, I am frustrated at this point, so I'm probably calm down tomorrow. But Jay Gruden, man, I mean, it, we bring in different players. We have different guys. We have a lot of different, but we still come out flat in these big games. We still blow fourth quarter leads. And, you know, honestly, you got to look at the correlation here. Maybe it is Jay Gruden. And honestly, I'm not against that because it really might be him. He really just might not be a good coach. I don't really know what else to say. I mean, again, Gruden, it, it's it's a horrible theme that we have going here where, oh, I'm sorry, I can't even think. Honestly, I'm just going to have a long pause. I'm going to have long pause after everything because I'm just so frustrated now. It's, but it's at the point, man, where it's like, like, come on. Can we eventually get this together, Jay? I mean, just once. I want us to see us I want to see us not come out flat in these big games. Like this was a huge game. Redskins need to win out to make the playoffs. And even if you won this game by say they won this game by ten or something like that, and they lost out, at least you can hang your hat on beating the stupid Cowboys. But we didn't even have that. We can't even hang our hat on that. We get blown out by the Cowboys, and it was just embarrassing, especially with the injuries they have. I know we have a lot of injuries, but with the injuries they have, it's freaking embarrassing. And not having your team prepared, again, it was 17-7 at halftime, with the, you getting the ball out of the second half. There's no excuse for you not to get points on that first drive. You have to come out prepared. You have to have a game plan. If, you wanna be, if you're a mastermind head coach, a mastermind offensive guy or whatever, come out with a game plan that gets your team a touchdown. Come out with a game plan that gets your team at least points so you're back in it. Put some pressure on the offense that's just running the ball down your throats. So they have to throw it a little bit. It's horrible. And it was a horrible game plan. No preparation for this team. We're worried about stupid colors of our jerseys more than we are about beating the Dallas freaking Cowboys. This is stupid. We shouldn't be having this conversation. And you know what? Honestly, if Jay Groom were fired at the end of the year, I don't care. I really don't care anymore. Because, you know, we talk about mediocrity. We talk about having a like a quarterback that we can't win, win a Super Bowl with. I don't think the problem is Kirk Cousins. He's not the problem. He can win you a Super Bowl. He can win you big games. But if you have a coach like this who consistently has his team come out flat, doesn't really motivate his team to do anything, that is the kind of guy that you can't win a Super Bowl with. Look at all those Super Bowl coaches the last couple years. They are all complete a-holes, except for John Fox, but he got lucky with, with an elite team. Pete Carroll, complete a-hole. Bill Belichick, complete a-hole. They won Super Bowls, though. And that is because you don't need to be the player's best friend. You need to drive them. You need to get on them. Those are the most effective bosses. They are the most effective coaches. So let's just get a hard-nosed a-hole of a coach that's going to come in here, scream at the players, whip them into shape, and win some freaking games because that's all I care about. I don't want buddy-buddy Jay Gruden anymore. I'm actually – I didn't even think about this until I saw this. I, I really am frustrated with Jay Gruden. So thank you for bringing that up. Uh, I didn't even realize I had – built-in frustration for Jay Gruden. This podcast is all over the place right now. I did not know I had built-in uh, frustrations for Jay Gruden, but yeah, get us a just complete asshole. I just want an asshole coach that's going to come here, yell at these players, get them into shape. I'm tired of taking plays off, sitting out games, yada, yada, yada. They have everything else. They have the talent. They have the fun. They have the chemistry. They don't have someone whipping them into shape. They don't have someone getting them ready for big games, and it's just freaking embarrassing at this point, and I'm just done. Jay Gruden, Leave this team. I am sick of you. Move on from him. All right, before I jump into my rational assessment of this team and for the rest of the year and going into next year, I just want to remind you guys again, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Locked on Redskins is getting a lot more reviews and subscriptions recently. So if you are still a fan of the Redskins after this game, please go check me out on iTunes. Remember, Locked on Redskins. Leave a review. Leave your hashtag or whatever social media you have. Leave it in the review so I can, you know, so I know who's giving me the review. And, you know, I have a blast with the guys. So, again, Locked on Redskins on iTunes.
This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, guys. So I promise I am calm now. I'm going to look at this team rationally like I usually do. I'm just going to we're going to go through this team a little bit here because I'm, I'm a little calmed down. I don't know. I'm, I'm still a little all over the place, but I'm a little bit calmed down now. My fandom is coming out. I understand. But let's go by position here and what dead weight we need to cut. What's been a positive thing? What's been an improvement on the year? Quarterback. Again, sign Kirk Cousins, whatever it takes. You can win with him. He's great. Next position. Running back definitely needs an upgrade. Samaji Pirine has been very solid these last couple games. You know what? Tonight, the stat sheet might not show it, but he did all he could with very little room. So I'm actually proud of Samaji Pirine tonight. I think he did play really well. And I don't think that the Redskins necessarily 100% need an upgrade, but it would be a huge boost to this team, if that makes any sense. Because... P. Ryan is what he is. He's a guy who's going to, I said it all last week when I did his review on the podcast, but he's a guy who's going to get his foot in the ground, get upfield, carry defenders for two, three yards, and he's going to get what he can. But he is not a guy who's going to make you miss. He's not a guy who's going to shed tackles. He's not a guy who's going to have big yardage totals or like big yards per carry because of that. He's going to be a guy who's around 3.8 to 4.2 yards per carry. He's going to be solid, but he's not a guy who's a game changer. And you know what? I want a game changer at running back. I don't, and I want a guy who can actually carry load. I don't want Chris Thompson back there because again he's too small. I want a guy who can carry the load and be a game changer. I'm not saying I need a Le'Veon Bell, but you know, a guy like even like Mark Ingram, for instance, or something like that. Just a guy who is solid, a guy who can carry the load, who's bigger body, who can catch the ball a little bit and break tackles. That's all I care about. That's all I want at running back, and I really do think the Redskins deserve that. And that's how Kirk Cousins is going to take that next step into being a very good to elite passer in the NFL if he has that kind of running back. Now to look at the receiver group, it really needs, a t- like, it just needs one more guy. I don't really know exactly what it needs, but Josh Doxson has just been so inconsistent. He can't be your number one. If he is your number two option that you take occasional shots to and get him the ball every now and then, he's fine. He can't be your number one. Ryan Grant has had a breakout season. I really hope he comes back to the skins. I really like him. Jameson Crowder has had his worst season as a pro. I think it's because he's been more involved more. I think a lot more responsibilities came to him, and that's just not the player he is. So Redskins can somehow get themselves a true number one receiver via you know draft or free agency and take more pressure off Doxson and Crowder. I think the receiving group can be better, but it's definitely let Kirk Cousins down a lot this year. Tonight, we definitely saw it. Crowder had a couple big drops, especially that one in the red zone that led to a, a pick. And also, Doxson had a lot of drops too when he was being forced the ball as well. So those guys are just not ready for big-time roles. The Redskins just need a guy who can come in and take over that wide receiver one spot. Now, the offensive line is still solid as always. It is a good group. The problem is it's just so injured right now. So I don't really think they necessarily need to make big improvements there. I think they need to bring back Long, extend Sheriff, just keep these guys together, let them stay healthy, let them get healthy in the offseason, let them come back strong next year and be a top 5, top 10 offensive line. So I'm perfectly fine with them. They're just really injured right now, honestly. Defensive line, again, they definitely need an upgrade at nose tackle. Nose tackle is a really weak spot. Ziggy Hood, I think according to Pro Football Focus, is ranked as the 124th out of 125 eligible nose tackles. He is really, really bad at that position. He's an undersized defensive end who is playing nose tackle. It's horrible. It's not smart. That's why the run defense has been terrible. 
and they just need to stay healthy again up there. Phil Taylor was looking great in the offseason, and I really wish he would have played because, again, Phil Taylor was excellent until he got that season-ending injury in the preseason. And Jonathan Allen and Matt Ioannidis, they need to get healthy too. Ioannidis is playing, but he's still banged up. He's not as effective as he was early on. And Jonathan Allen just needs to come back on the field. I hope it's not this year because the season's over. But Josh, if Jonathan Allen can get healthy in the offseason, come back strong next year, it would be great for this defense. Now, at the linebacker group, they definitely need a playmaker. They really do. Zach Brown makes a lot of tackles, but he is not a playmaker, if that makes any sense. He makes a lot of tackles when he's in space, but he's not a guy who's the leader. He's not the alpha. He's not going to make a lot of plays. So maybe draft a guy like Rashawn Evans or Roquan Smith. Those guys are your alphas. They're going to make a lot of plays. I don't know if they're going to be there with the Redskins first-round pick, but those are the type of guys the Redskins need at linebacker. At cornerback, they really need to move on from Rashad Breeland because he really, whew, he's not very good. And also, they have better guys behind him. Quentin Dunbar is better than him. Fabian Rowe is going to be better than him. So just get rid of Breeland. He's not worth the money. It's not worth the headache. Kick him, kick him off this team. Safety position, they really need Monte Nicholson to come back strong because Monte Nicholson is going to be a star in the NFL. I guarantee it. I stamp it. He's going to be a star in the NFL. So if he can get healthy over the offseason, really, you know, when he gets over this concussion, when he gets shoulder surgery, because I know that shoulder's been bugging him again all year, when he gets all that, I think Nicholson's going to be a star in the NFL. DJ Swearinger is going to be a longtime starter for this team. He just needs a star like Nicholson next to him. So I know that was a rapid-fire go-through all positions right there because it's kind of like our off-season episode because, again, it's the end of the season. It really is. That That is the nail in the coffin right there. Skins cannot make the playoffs at this point. I know they mathematically can but they're not making the playoffs so that's kind of my end of season review right there for those guys and to okay let's let's rationalize this season we all came into this season expecting the Redskins to be a 5 and 11 you know 6 and 10 type team we did not have big expectations for this team they lost all their guys from last year they lost to Sean they lost Garcon Jordan Reed has barely played once this year they lost a lot of guys they're on top that they have a thousand injuries against the hardest schedule in the NFL you don't know how the, how do how are they five and seven? I have no clue how they're five and seven at this point. They beat Seattle in Seattle. That's a huge win. They beat the Rams in LA. Again, a huge win. They beat they beat good teams. They are competitive, and this is something we haven't seen in a long time out of the Redskins. They are competitive against really good football teams. They were up fourteen against the Saints in New Orleans. They I would never thought they were going to be up fourteen in the fourth quarter against the Saints. In New Orleans. Now they lost that game, but still, they lost by seven to a very good Vikings team. They were in one position, one possession of the best team in the NFC, the Eagles, twice in two games against them. You know, they've actually put up good fights. The only teams they haven't actually put up a good fight against the Cowboys when we played them twice. Besides that, they've actually been in, in every single game they've played against the hardest schedule in football. So there's something to be said about that. Now, I don't know if it's Jay Gruden. Again, I'm, I'm actually frustrated with Jay Gruden. I didn't really even realize that. So I am frustrated with Jay Gruden right now. It, a lot of it comes down to Kirk Cousins. It really does. He has kept us in a lot of these games. He has played phenomenal this year. And I really do think if he's gone after the year, the team is going to take a step back. So in my opinion, the Redskins just need to build off this. The last two years, they were great. They made the playoffs two years ago. They, they missed it by one game last year. And this year, they're going to miss it. But again, if you have 14 guys on IR along with 21 guys on every injury report against the toughest schedule in football with you know your star tight ends gone, 2,000-yard receivers gone, how do you expect to make the playoffs? Let's be rational here. We knew this team wasn't making the playoffs going into the year. Just because they gave us a little hope doesn't mean that we should change what that expectation was. They have outperformed expectations, and Kirk has looked good, and some other guys who we didn't think were going to look good have looked really good. And we just need to build off that. Build off of Kirk Cousins. Build off of Matt Ioannidis, who has come out of nowhere. Build off of Zach Brown. Build off of these guys, because they have come out of nowhere, and they have actually been a big reason why the Skins have even been competitive this year. So don't blow it up. Please, front office, don't blow this up. 
this is going to be a good team. You have it right there. Just build around it. Bring in an alpha middle linebacker. Bring in a nose tackle. Bring in another receiver that can actually do something. Resign Kirk. Resign Shara. Resign Spencer Long. Bring back Trent Murphy. Remember, he was out for the year, too. There are a lot of guys that can make a difference. Just small things the Skins could do to make a difference and bring this team from a, a miss the playoffs, whatever they're going to finish the year with, to a 10 and 6, 11 and 5, 12 and 4 team next year. They can make that jump. And they've proven this year they can. Next year, when they play the third place schedule or the fourth place schedule, whatever they finish with, it's probably, it's probably third place schedule. They're, they can make that jump when they play against these teams. It all just comes down to what the front office is going to do in the offseason. So I'm really interested in that. This has been a long, weird, uh, all-over-the-place podcast, guys, so I appreciate you listening. That is all I really have for tonight. It's going to be an interesting end of the year. We're going to see a lot of these players, see what kind of team we have here, see if they are quitters, see if they are guys who are going to fight to the end, see if they can pull off a couple wins, because quite frankly, I'd rather see 9-7 than 5-11 here, guys, because I know you all want to see 5-11 because you want a higher draft pick, but honestly, I'd rather see 9-7. I want to see some fight. I want to see a team that won't give up, and I want to see a team rallying around the quarterback and their head coach. So that's what I really want to see here. I want to see 9-7. I want to see wins. That's all I want to see. That's what we pay to watch the games for. I want to see 9-7. So it'll be interesting to see how this team goes down the stretch here, guys. Uh, I'm going to enjoy that ride with you guys, the emotional journey through them. And I will be throwing in some more draft review and more prospect review on here because, again, season's over. We're not making the playoffs, so we will be looking more at the draft and offseason stuff. So I will catch you guys tomorrow as we do player breakdowns i haven't put out who i'm going to be doing for player breakdowns what we'll do in play player breakdowns tomorrow so be sure to tune in for that guys that's all i have here on locked on redskins talk to y'all tomorrow hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.